This Wellness Couch podcast is brought to you by The Wellness Breakthrough. Three days and two nights with nine of your favourites from The Wellness Couch, all gathering together in Melbourne for one incredible event. We can't wait to see you there. Go to www.thewellnesscouch.com for details. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to A Quirky Journey, the healthy family podcast with your hosts, Joe Whitten and Leah Follett. a quirky journey. Join us as we share our family's journeys to good health. You'll find plenty of inspiration, tips and recipe ideas as well as stories from everyday people who've struggled and overcome health problems and diet challenges in their own families. I'm Jo Witten, author of the blog and book Quirky Cooking and I'm here with my friend and co-host Leah Follett. Hello Leah. Hi. G'day, how are you? I'm good. Had a good day? Uh, it was a busy day. Lots of homeschooling, lots of reading for myself, oh, nice. uh, and lots of, of podcasts. Listening to podcasts, not doing them, and yeah. folding and ironing, washing at the same time. That's a good way to do it. It's yeah, really it get it's, it's less painful that way. Yes, that's right. Got to have something to listen to <laughs> while you fold. I just fob that job off to my daughter. <laughs> oh, I wish I had one of those. I've you got will. Boys. You will. No, they'll be able to do it. No, 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 no. I, my breeding days. Um, very much behind me. I don't think I'm going to produce the girl now. No, I meant the boys will fold the washing, surely. Oh, the boys are going to fold the washing. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe. William has started helping out around the house a little more. Um, but, yeah, you know, unpacking the dishwasher, you go to the cupboards and everything jumps out at you. All the oh, plastics just jump out at you. I'm really struggling with that at the That's moment. That's exactly but... what Simmy does, my, my 15-year-old. He's a shocker. But it's really hard because now he's doing it without being asked. Yeah. But it's booby trap the cupboards and just to find anything it's it's almost worse than them not helping sometimes but, yeah it is but it's, it's they, like, uh, they you've yeah. got to do it hey you've got to do it you've got to do oh. sufferance sufferance is yes. what it is well okay. Le- Leah and I earlier this week were having a chat on the phone as we do and mm-hmm. I was asking her some questions about why am I so sensitive now that I'm on gaps? Why does the tiniest thing seem to affect me so much with my diet? Um, you know, my kids have asked me this too, like, well, mum, how come if this diet's supposed to be good for you, you know, a little bit of fruit makes you sick or a little bit of this makes you sick and, and it never used to. So what's, you know, we're not getting better, we're getting worse. This kind of question, sometimes they, they ask me this and I thought, well, this would be a good one to discuss because I know... Um, it's sometimes discouraging for people when they've taken a heap of stuff out and then this, as they put things back in, it seems to cause them to react. So we thought we'd have a little chat about this and Leah can share her wisdom. Right. <laughs> share my wisdom. Well, um, personal experience. Let's go with that. I'm okay. not sure that it's wisdom, but personal oh, it's still experience. Wisdom. It's still wisdom. Oh, well, yes. Okay. So uh, I've got a few theories about about this and it, you know, it sort of ties in with the things that I've read and, and themes and, and, and in talking to um, you know other clients that I've got and how they feel, but mostly coming back to what I went through Mm. and when you start going through a a GAPS diet you are essentially I think for the most most of it you've got little finger like villi inside your stomach in your lining and they are they're just like fingers on your hands and the outside of each little finger as it runs down to the palm of your hand and back out again that creates a surface area on the inside of the stomach and that's where you get the surface area for absorption mm-hmm. and if it's damaged you've got less surface area for absorption so you're tired and run down you might have holes in there which are the you know the the, um, the damage or the type gap junctions which allow proteins to go through into the bloodstream and then cause you know massive histamine responses and then that's the allergy side of it coming in mm. um, but for the most part of it what I think it is is that after a period of time, especially with gaps, you've taken out all the starches and all the grains and all those other things and you've given your tummy some time to start recovering. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, you've reduced the amount of inflammation in that area. Mm-hmm. You've started growing new villi, so new contact surfaces, and their sensory sites are more receptive to what's going in. Mm. So with doing all of that, I think the body is more sensitive and you are more aware of what's going on. You mm. can monitor it more. And we spoke about it earlier in the week and I think I explained it using my sheep 
station analogy. Okay. Do you remember that? I can't remember. <laughs> you can't remember that. You didn't listen to me. Oh, you've forgotten already. <laughs> well, you okay. tell me again and then I'll probably remember. Tell you again. Okay. So do you remember I was telling you that out in a sheep pen, you've got sheep going through a, a, a grid and you open up the gate oh, yes. and you can put one sheep, two sheep, and you yeah. can count them and you can write them down and you can identify what sheep it is. You can check the tag. You can mark it. You can do all these other things with it, really process it and take stock of the situation. Mm-hmm. But if you open too much of the gate too fast, you just start to getting a flood. So you end up getting three at a time or four at a time or, mm. and it just passes over into the bloodstream, you know, like it, it, as far as the, the gut. So you've got mm-hmm. the undigested food proteins passing into the bloodstream, but there's so much going on, the body doesn't know what it's supposed to be doing. And just mm. like counting those sheep, you end up with a whole mass in the other side of the sheep pen and you don't know what you've got and you haven't got a chance of taking stock of what's going on. Yes. And that's the, the best, giving you an overall visual, that's what I think is going on with the body. Mm. So when you start going back and readdressing these problems, you're giving your, you're slowing down the flow of mm. what's going in. Your body's able to process what's going on. And you, yeah, you get used to what you should be having. And with mm. a, a low starch, low chemical, so you, you know, any dietary, whether it's specific carbohydrate or whether it's gaps or whatever you're doing, you know, the first thing is take the chemicals out of the water, mm. take the chemicals out of the home environment, take, you know, the chemicals out of the foods and things and you've you've essentially locked yourself away and developed this microcosm of brilliantness for recovery mm-hmm. and then you go out in the world and you start, oh, well, I'm going to a restaurant, I'll have or I'll have you know, a salad there, and normally you could have a salad at home. It doesn't upset you because you've brought chemi- like low chemical stuff. You know what's going on as far as dressings. You know how it's yeah. prepared. You know if it's rinsed in filtered water mm-hmm. and all that other sort of stuff is going on. And then when you go out, you're exposed to those things again and you are more sensitive and you've got a greater chance of listening to your body and using that intuitiveness that we're all born with mm. and now you're you're actually listening to it because you've given yourself a chance to heal and you know what it feels like to be at baseline. I think that's the thing. I, you know, when you're adding one thing every three days and seeing what happens, it's like the smallest difference, you really notice it. Whereas before it was just whatever, whenever, however, and, oh, I've got a runny nose. I don't have any idea why, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But now it's like it's quite interesting with my kids, especially Isaac. He'll really, he's just so tuned into it. And he'll say, mum, I think I need to cut down on fruit. I've probably had a little bit too much fruit yesterday and, you know, he'll mention what his poo's like yeah. or whatever. And but, oh, I, lo- I love <laughs> talking about poo. Let's talk about poo. No, let's not talk about poo. But how brilliant is it that now you would probably just go straight to the fact, oh, there must be a cold going around. Yeah, I must need right. cold must flu a, tablets yeah. or I must have to, you know, increase oh, I'm, I'm vitamin C and need, supplements and, yeah. and it must be something in the air. Well, actually, no, it's not. Mm. You've now given yourself that room to look at your food and see how it's affecting you yeah. and you're listening to your body and you're you're taking on board the responsibility, you know, like this is what you've got for the rest of your life. You, mm. you may as well cherish it and really honour it and, and feed it what it needs to thrive. Yeah. And if it tells you to put the brakes on somewhere, you put the brakes on because yeah. otherwise it's, you know, like you've got no one driving the car. You know, it's and, out of control. And this is one thing I, I mention a lot to people is learning to listen to your body, but you can't do that if you're overloading it constantly with chemicals and rubbish. Oh, and no, you, absolutely. You can't hear what it's trying to tell you. No, you can't. Mm. Um, another theory I've got is down-regulation. Mm-hmm. So my, the way I explain it is that with down-regulation, you get used to or you build up a tolerance to something. So, mm-hmm. well, for me, it was coffee. Yeah. So 10 years ago, I was, I thought I was fit. We would go to the gym daily, if not twice daily, because that was our whole epicenter of community and that's where our friends hang out and, mm-hmm. and did all of that. But I'd get up in the morning and I'd have a coffee in the car on the way to the gym. That yeah. was just to wake me up. I'd have a coffee at the gym because my belief was that I needed to boost my metabolism and burn fat faster. So that 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 would be my two you know, before 9 o'clock. By 10 o'clock, I was having another coffee at work. I used to work in a dispensary, um, you know, back dispensing Mm -hmm. uh, medications and and assisting a pharmacist and those sorts of things. So then I'd have another – I'd always have a coffee next to my desk. So that would be like 3 by 11. I'd have coffee at lunch, which was usually a cappuccino. Mm -hmm. Then I'd – 
have one at afternoon tea because, you know, like you'd be working an eight-hour day, so you'd have to have scheduled tea breaks and, and I'd have nothing else to do, so I'd just sit there and have another coffee because it was something to do. Yeah. So then I'd go from that job during the day to my night job, which was a manager at Subway. <laughs> I'd have I'd have a coffee at work as soon as I got to, to Subway and I'd have one of those really ridiculously yummy Subway cookies. <laughs> you know the ones I'm talking about. They're I've the chocolate never, ones, the white chocolate chips. Oh. I've, I've never, ever had one. Okay, good. They are all <laughs> kinds of bad. I don't like bought cookies. Oh, <laughs> I only like homemade. These were insanely, insanely <laughs> beautiful. And I'm not advocating going out and anyone having them um, because they're just all kinds of wrong and it's just it's developing a bad habit just from the word go. So yes. then I'd have a coffee there. I'd have a tea break and have another coffee and then I'd have one on the drive on the way home. So more often than not, I was having eight cups of coffee a day. Wow. wow and doing wow. it at the same time. But that's what I was doing to get used to it. It will get, you know, through my day. And I was tired and exhausted. I'd go to bed. And it didn't matter what time of the night I had a cup of coffee. I could be asleep in five minutes. Wow. It didn't affect me. And that's the whole, the down regulation thing. My body got to cope with it. Yeah. And short term... Yeah, I wouldn't even. I would never even suggest eight coffees to anyone on a short-term basis. Let alone, you know, the caffeine supplements and the caffeine tablets and the guarana and all those other things. People take but, caffeine tablets. I didn't even yeah, know that. Yeah, you can get them. Yeah, they're called no dose. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, no dose is caffeine. Wow. Um, so I was doing all that just to get through my day. I had a mortgage, mm. and and that's you know that's how I justified, you know, doing those things. But over twelve months. Mm. You know, it really started to, to show I was moody, it affected my hormones, and mm. I think that led to endometriosis for me, which I needed to have surgery for. Oh. So I had a whole heap of other issues, mm. you know, uterine problems I had, you know, like I was jumpy. And for people that know me, I don't need coffee. I am She's already jumpy. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I, I get excited about the littlest things. I went to uh, Speaker's Fast Track with Karen and yeah. I had a breakthrough moment, popped a cartwheel right in the middle of the function room. <laughs> you know, like I do oh, not Leah. encouragement. We, I, are, I we are so alike. I've done cartwheels yeah, in public before too. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what happens. So My, I don't mine's think, on video. <laughs> is it? Oh, no. <laughs> no. A couple of people turned around and went, did she just do no, oh, no, I didn't see her do that. And I just sort of, you know, oh, yeah, no, nothing nothing to look at here. But, you know, like I don't need that stimulant. No, but me either. at the time, I, I totally did. I had it to suppress my appetite. I was using it, well, and from that I ended up with headaches, oh, anxiety. Yeah. I was always tired. Mm. And, you know, the amount of damage I actually did to my stomach mm. pre-children, yeah. you know, like so no wonder that we've moved into this world of, of all the children having allergies because I was I was I had one of those little rods that put got put in your arm, you know, like the the hormone releasing ones. Oh, no, I don't. You don't? Okay. This Instead of having the well pill. For me. Oh okay. Instead of the pill, they get a, a, a matchstick and they put it in under the skin in your arm, on the oh. inside of your arm. And it's a slow release thing, so then you didn't have to take the pill. So, I mean, we know now that the pill destroys gut bacteria. Yes. We know that a poor diet destroys gut bacteria. We know that antibiotics. We know that chlorinated water. So I lived this stress. life of stress. Tiredness. Um, <laughs> tired. Circad not, uh, not obeying circadian rhythms, which are the natural rhythms and flow of the, you know, of, the, of the earth and the environment. You get up with the birds. You go to bed with the birds. All those things. And if you're not doing the circadian rhythms, then you're not giving yourself proper REM sleep cycles. So then you don't get to chew up the cortisol that you produce during the day. Mm. So you wake up feeling more tired and it was just a constant cycle. And in the same way, that's kind of what's led to, well, all my gut problems. Yeah. And it was that I just became more and more sensitive. I noticed that I was more and more sensitive mm. after I took those things out of my diet and now I look back at them. If I even look at a cup of coffee, yeah. it's, handstands you know 20 to the dozen it's I'm overstimulated just with that and looking back on what I did to my body mm. it's just insane I don't know how I did it yeah well I guess it's a slow build-up isn't it I, it is and I haven't I haven't had much coffee for years just now and then I'd have one but um, mostly decaf teas and stuff but the other day I was driving back from Townsville and I was so mm -hmm. tired after a class and I, you know, four-hour drive and I was starting to get 
nod, nodding off. And I thought, oh, this is not good. So I stopped and had a sleep at a park <laughs> and then I went and bought a coffee. And I thought, I'm just oh, going to have to buy a coffee. So cute. Oh, my goodness. And you so, had your nana nap. I did. And um, <laughs> nice corporate me. world, that would be power napping. But power napping, napping yes. Oh, well, okay, you're corporate today? Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll put it down to corporate. Yeah, okay. <laughs> then I, power I, nap. I had this coffee and... No joke, my heart was like racing for an hour and a yes. half. It just would yes. not slow. It was like kept breathing, you know, like, oh, what in the world is going on? And I thought, I don't think I better be having coffee. <laughs> but mind when, you, it did keep me awake to get home. But and still. that's why we're, we're more sensitive. The mm. body is not used to dealing with that. You know, no. like it is, it is, it's a chemical, it's a stimulant. Yeah. And if you haven't got it, you know, and you especially at the moment, you're not even having chocolate. No. So chocolate's got a bit of caffeine in there well so you would be even more sensitive to the to the reaction Mm. Uh, and you know like I know that you needed to have that coffee in order to get you yourself home Mm. you've had been traveling all over this country like a mad woman (laughs) and you know it's okay to have those things because you've made an informed choice it's not something that you're using as a crutch it's not an emotional thing to get you through the day it's not an addiction an addiction it's not any of those things it was something that I, I would I would put that in the um, break break glass in case of emergency yes category. definitely you know, that, that's what I'm picturing it as yes yeah yeah got you through the hard time and got it you did. home safe got me home important. yes yes so okay. what mm-hmm. what can we what have you done to support your body with all these changes oh, okay all right so with all the changes I went through mm. okay so I I like the use of other modalities. I really like the whole health team. I like everyone in my corner. I like to know that I've got the support there and I like to know that, you know, if one thing's not working, then I've got other people that will step in and take charge over those things. So in order to support the body, especially with, you know, those sensitivities, and I know that you've had a little bit of a problem with, you know, your histamines and, and things like that going on to the GAPS diet. Mm-hmm. And you can always rely on, say, a naturopath or a homeopath to provide supplement in the form of like natural herbs and then teas and, and things like that that you can get from a, a whole food store just to support your body through those those times. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I have never used an immunologist, but they are all part of desensitizing the immune system. What does so, an immunologist do exactly? Well, I don't actually, because I haven't used one. No, neither have I. <laughs> no, I haven't used one. Um, I, well, I haven't, you know, haven't had to go down that no. that road. But um, yeah, Some I think find them handy. Well, I think they do, and I think it's a matter of just creating or desensitizing. Kind of maybe even down-regulating. So okay. in the way that we were talking about yeah. down-regulating coffee and the body and getting used to it, mm. I think maybe they work in a, a similar way. But okay. I'm not 100% sure because I haven't gone down that path. Sure. But we used our kinesiologist and we were balanced and, balanced and we went and had muscle testing to find out what things we were more sensitive to, so where the allergies were. Um, you can also get your allergy testing done through um, lots of naturopaths have yeah. testing facilities that they can now outsource and, and bring those sorts of things in as well. That's pretty much so what we've done. Yeah, just just supporting the body, just mm-hmm. making sure that, because there's only so much I can do in the kitchen, even yeah. as a health coach. You yes. know, I can't suggest any of those things. They're outside of my scope. Uh, I can't order tests. All I can do is provide, you know, emotional support, feedback, and what have we got? We can we can use stinging nettle to reduce histamine reactions. Mm. We can use, you know, cod liver oils. We can use, you know, all those yeah. types of things that, you know, that you can just buy. I can make you more aware of those things, but having mm. those those other core people in your team that are able to support you and support your body while you're going through this because yeah. once you start GATS, like you know, sometimes you end up with, some pretty nasty symptoms and if you've got someone else that's qualified and has a bachelor of science behind them that they're looking at the whole body they can read more into the symptoms than say something someone like myself Mm. it's it's really hard i had a i I heard you met my good friend samantha today oh can we have her on a podcast yes definitely i think we need her on a few of them (laughs) i i kid you not in 10 minutes of talking to her i had goosebumps oh i knew that you two were (laughs) kindred spirits and it is going to go off it is going to be everything she said i'm just standing there nodding i'm just like yep i'm listening she's been very helpful she 
she had a really good talk to me today and, and gave me lots of ideas for supporting the healing process. And um, right. I think that there's, the more I learn about it, the more I realize there's so much I have no idea about. <laughs> well, and your path and what you were exposed to is completely different to mine. Yeah. The information that I got from my naturopath, it, you know, it comes from their their education and the things that yeah. they've had success with and the things that they've um, experienced or seen. And, and no two naturopaths is the same. No. Well, I found that Samantha Bullock is a naturopath down in Brisbane and she does Skype consultations and stuff as well. But she's got so much experience. She's got over 20 years' experience in specializing in women's health and fertility and all yeah. sorts of things. And just and she was a nurse. Yeah, and just the amazing amount of knowledge. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. I, I found my guru. I can't, ex- yeah, I can't explain things that she said to me because I can't remember how to say them. So we just have to get her on here and she can explain them herself. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We just, yeah, we, we need a little button. We need like a, a fast call and have her on the speed dial. That's right. And what's this, what's this immunologist person do? What, what precisely does that yeah. involve? We, that's what we need. Well, actually, can- did she, well, you know, we're starting a quirky cooking health page. Yes. Sorry, not quirky health page, sorry, not quirky cooking, because the quirky cooking chat group, we mm-hmm. end up with so many questions about health and, and really it needs someone who's who's able to answer them properly. To It, it gets a little bit too... And um, safely. And safely. Someone yeah, that's safely. actually got that training. I'm sorry. Oops. Siri's what talking to press? me. I'm Siri. Siri's automatically talking to me. I'll just tell Siri to be quiet. Be quiet, Siri. It's plugged in, that's why. <laughs> it just... <laughs> It thinks oh, I yeah. thinks I called it, but I didn't. Okay. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yes. Yeah, so We're not she, talking to her today. No, not today. <laughs> oh, she's probably saying, "Look, I know all about an immunologist." <laughs> Sorry, I should. Oh, <laughs> get your phone out. No, can that's you, okay. Can you, no, seriously, Mark. Quick, get my phone. I want to see what Siri says. <laughs> oh, you're funny. No, I'm serious. I want to see what she says. <laughs> Do it, Joe. Come uh, on. All right. Hey, Siri. Steve Jobs has done an amazing job with his eye products. He does. You need to check it now. Hey, Siri, what's an immunologist? Let's see. It's thinking about it. No, it's not. Try again. Try again. Okay, one more time and then we'll move on. Hi, Siri. What's an immunologist? No, it doesn't. It's, It's shy. See, (laughs) I didn't know, Siri doesn't know, the immunologists of the world out there are going to be really upset that that they just didn't get acknowledged. They did, they're just not with a lot of knowledge from us. Oh, no. Never mind, we'll move on. My my most humble apologies to all the immunologists out there and that anyone's done any of that practice and training, please contact us and we'll rectify (laughs) the situation over a herbal tea. And a heated discussion, and I'm quite happy to take the burden. <laughs> Blame. It's me. It's my fault. No. Oh, dear. That would right. have been so funny. It would have. All right. So we should talk about how that we can support ourselves okay. with our journey, how you can support mm-hmm. yourself. Because obviously, okay. like we have – oh, should, sorry, I meant to mention. So we have a naturopath um, yes. health coach, which is you. Um, yes. a, I've had a couple of GAPS practitioners contact me for – to give me advice and help out, you know, just of kindness of their heart. Oh, that's um, beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. a doctor, a psychologist, uh, you know, this and this, this just all these, oh, chiropractor, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people that come together to help. But mm-hmm. you do have to obviously, there's some things that you have to do on your own. So maybe we could talk about some of those things. Yes, certainly. Okay, so I think everyone everyone should really be aware that every person's recovery is different. Definitely. And Mm. you have to adopt the diet for the situation and what resonates with you. And sometimes it's not black and white, even in a GAPS protocol, even in a specific carbohydrate diet, even in the paleo world, there Mm. are different different shades of, of where you've got to be. So once you start cleaning up your diet, you stand a chance at being able to listen to that innate little voice in there that's been screaming at you and, and just being drowned out by mm-hmm. the, the toxins and the chemicals that we've been, you know, in contact with for, mm-hmm. for such a long, long time. And the more you clean that up, the more you stand a chance of, of healing yourself, which is yeah. probably the first thing. And everyone has 
everyone has a choice over what they put into their body and what they choose to put on their body. Yeah. So I think that's probably, you know, one of the most important and empowering parts of that we do have a choice. Mm. Sometimes you just need to accept that some of the foods just aren't foods. There are foods out there and, and frankenfoods, and we've spoken about those before. And yeah. I just... Yeah, it's just it's just not right that they're available and they're marketed as foods. And, and sometimes they're now, marketed as natural. <laughs> well, and marketed as natural and marketed as with health-giving benefits. It yeah. doesn't matter who you are. Like I, working in a chemist, we used to have a, I can't even remember what it was called, mm. but I would stand there and I would talk to people that were morbidly obese over using these shakes for breakfast, lunch and dinner. And I think one was a strawberry flavor, one was a chocolate flavor, we had a vanilla, and then yes. they'd have a, a tomato soup. Yeah. And it was in a packet and you just add water. And that's what these put, and that's what I was recommending these people oh. were put on 10 years ago. Um, gross, well, you know, they came in with a prescription from, but I was explaining them the premise behind that. It's yeah. just soul crushing that that was made in a lab and that is supposed to provide more nutrition and more health giving properties than yeah. what you could do if you just started reading the labels yourself and started Eating real preparing food. things from scratch in your kitchen. And it doesn't have to be hard. If anyone jumps on my website and has a look at my recipes, I mean, Man, your your recipes are amazing. Oh, they just are, and your photos, and it's just it's just it just sings, and it's just right. Mine are just helter skelter. This is no, what I do. It's hard, at, it's fast. Now come on, look at that <laughs> chocolate mousse. That is awesome. I can't are wait to make serious? that. I'm still you waiting to make that. You put it all in the thermomix, and you turn the thermomix on, and then you put it in yeah. a cup and eat it with a spoon. That's yeah. what that's about. That, that's <laughs> That's the kind of recipes we like. <laughs> yeah, but at the end of the day, they're still real foods and they've yes. got five ingredients in them. Yep, not you 200. Know, cooking doesn't have to be hard. And I find <laughs> that's one thing that I find a lot of times people feel like if they're going to eat real food and whole foods, it's just going to be too difficult and it's going to be all day in the kitchen. But really, it's it's so simple. It's very simple foods. And mm -hmm. I find that my cooking is actually simplifying more and more. Um, mm. instead of getting more complicated and more gourmet and more whatever, it's getting mm. more simple. And I'm sure yes. that there will be times where I can do the whole gourmet thing and the whole fancy thing and maybe at Christmas I'll do a bit of that with what I can have. But at the moment I'm quite enjoying the simplicity. It's not hard. But it gives you time back out of the kitchen as yeah. well. Yeah. If you're not having to – Once um, you can and, – Yes, once you can have those things. Once and you can have once, fruit and vegetables – Yes, so it's much easier. So much easier than having obviously the broths all the time, and yeah. and you've got some sort of sustaining power and the energy that you're getting from your food because you know the the gut bacteria produces mm. energy of its own, and you can absorb the energy and and all those other things. So you don't need to eat as regularly. Yeah. It just gets you out of the kitchen, and if you're not then having to you know go through all these amazing steps to produce this, and it is it's special food for special occasions. Mm. And I think that, well, even and I've felt prey of it. I started introducing, you know, the gluten and dairy-free treats and even the paleo treats. When I started yes. on my journey, I would, would, would rely on those, yeah. not realizing the amount of nuts and seeds yeah. and nut and cereal sugars. with nut milk and the sugars and the honeys and the yeah. agave and the stevia. And, and I thought they were all health-giving things. Yes. But at the end of the day, they really are just treats. And That's I think, right. and where we are... For my family at the moment, it's it's it'll be leftover meat from the night before, or some bacon, eggs, and some salad for breakfast with sauerkraut. Yep. Lunch is more veggies and a little bit of meat, and then dinner is is the same. And it's just that it's that meat and three veg, but we just keep changing up the veg mm. so we've got variety. But there's no fancy snack foods. There's no slices and biscuits and cakes mm. and, and those sorts of things. And they're the things that get you back in the kitchen, yeah. licking the spoon because it's just so delicious yeah. and it's really hard to stay away from. Yeah, you can't but they're the things them. that work against you yeah. as well. They're the things that are still causing irritation to that gut lining. And that's what – because I was raised in a family where my mum always baked, like every time you walked in the door from school there was something fresh hot coming out of the oven biscuits or cake or something hey joe i yeah. love your mom yeah i know but don't go and live okay. there because it's not a good idea no <laughs> <gasps> can we change her can we switch her to the to well, we're what working we're doing on it. and then she can do 
the amazing things and I'll just breeze into the kitchen. What's for dinner? I yes. would love to do Oh, she's Your always mom. been very good with the, all the dinner things too. And she makes, yeah. she does, she does really help me out with whenever I'm away, she makes the broths and the gaps food and she does all that for the kids. She's, she's awesome. Yeah. But she, because I was raised with that constantly baking thing, I, I just took it up and ran with it and I loved baking. And I so know. there was always something like cakes or biscuits or slice or whatever in yes. the cupboard or fridge always and so when you live like that you are in the kitchen more and you're mm-hmm. eating way too and now just looking at how we eat now and how excited the kids get if I make one little treat once a week and that's all they need I, uh-huh. I just look back at my old self and think what was I doing <laughs> well it's, it's but much it's more... the same way you were born with that gift and mm. you are the Thermomix lady <laughs> you know like that's that's an amazing thing so you know in changing your diet I really hope that you still stick true to the fact I will, that I will you can make... do miracles in the yes. kitchen and you there you are there as a source of inspiration for everyone in the kitchen but because... I think I was I was focusing too much on treats that's the thing and I think that I've I've really got to be careful not to do that once I can have everything again, if you know what I mean, or just mm-hmm. about everything. I've got to be careful yeah. not to fall back into that trap myself. And I always said to people, I know it looks like I eat this stuff all day, every day, because I'm always posting about it, but it's mm-hmm. actually, you know, I'll have a little bit and the rest goes to everyone else. And Yeah, free, like the, the whole of Melanda. Yeah, it's just the whole <laughs> Shire, the whole Atherton Tableland. It's like this constant kitchen. It's, it's people, like a Dr. Zeus kitchen. People in and out. And it just keeps pumping out. You know, like with these little people walking in one door with but, empty tummies and walking out the other door with these great big exploding tummies. Yeah, satisfied. But if, I, if I'm doing recipe testing or something, then I mm-hmm. just give a lot of it away now because I just don't want to be – falling into that trap of eating it all the time it's just yeah 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 um that actually leads us on to like health compromising activities Mm. yes you know like they're the activities that you know aren't the best choice for you yeah but you do them anyway because it's socially required and some sometimes you have to do those things at religious events and um, christmas (laughs) Christmas and weddings and, you know, like it's really hard to turn down a piece of wedding cake. It's really hard to turn down a glass of champagne. Mm. It's, you know, so you've got all those things, but as long as they are seen as special occasion things, it's like having that treat and doing those, that that, the baking that you do once a week where they have one treat once a week, that's okay. It's when you're having it, a, a treat at morning tea and a treat at afternoon tea, and then you're having a dessert as well. Yeah, and that's how we used to be. Yeah, or finishing the day at, at the pub every afternoon and having a beer. You know, like I could understand going to the pub on a Friday afternoon to signal and re- have a relief that that's the end of the week and you've done it and you survived and to get you you know into the mode of the weekend and and you know. It's a, it's a it's a brilliant thing to be able to do, and, and for a lot of people, it's part of their community. I live across the road from a pub, and that's where everyone goes, and I kind of feel a little out of touch with them because I don't. Like, my I front don't. door is the front door of the pub. Oh, no. And if I, was, if I was a drinker, it would be – I could roll across the road and home, but yeah. and that's where that's where the community hangs out. So I'm kind of like, oh, do I bend to accommodate – and be accepted or do I just keep on my merry little way mm. and, and just, you know, catch up with them in my own time on my own, in my own reasons, in my own terms, I That's suppose. That's definitely what I prefer. I don't, mm. I don't drink and I never have and I just think that, you know, a lot of things like that won't uh, – I just don't even want to start – never wanted to start down that road but I understand that there's I, – I have done some – some terrible things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> terrible things. There's there's just sort of certain things that you've got to decide where you draw the line, I think. That's right. And That's right. and I understand like people when they're with their families at Christmas or birthdays or whatever, they may have a little bit of something that they wouldn't usually have. It really yeah. depends where you like if you're on gaps or something, you're gonna to have to mm-hmm. be careful because you, you'll send yourself backwards and you just have to say, At the moment I can't. Yes. And this is temporary. And, uh-huh. you know, and so if people know it's temporary, they're usually pretty forgiving. That's I think. right. You can always have Christmas in July. That's right. It's I liked your Christmas I liked your blog post about Christmas. That was good. And I oh, did, did you? Yeah. And I, I did a webinar about it today. But by the time this is posted, it'll be way past Christmas. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. So we won't talk about Christmas. That's universal business. That's not my business. That's fine. <laughs> 
Christmas hasn't happened yet. I'm, yeah, no. That's great. Uh, what else can we sort of say? We so, could, uh, and having an empowered no, I suppose, is what leads us well, on to. Definitely, because if you're, if you're, if you know why you're saying no, is that what you mean? Yes. Yeah, because I actually. You're saying no for the right reasons and you're saying it from a place of love and respect. Respect to the person. That's really important. You don't want them to feel bad. No. And also respect to yourself. It's not about judging them for what they're doing. It's about this is what I need to do for my health and this is what I'm working on and this is why. If (laughs) If you feel like you need to explain yourself, sometimes it's just like, oh, no, thanks and leave it at that. But other times it's like, well. You know, I, I just can't because if I do, it's going to send me backwards and I'm trying to do this elimination diet. Yeah. You know, yeah. so well, I find it, that it sometimes just... it's a good way to explain it if people don't understand. Just say it's like an elimination diet and I have to bring mm-hmm. things in slowly or it makes me sick and I need to know what's making me sick. So I have to do it very slowly. So I can't have any of that yet. Thank you. Yeah. I, um, I look at people and I'm like, do you want to know the real reason why I don't drink? <laughs> I'm like, I still do. So there are certain times where I just, I love, the Thermomix makes a really good margarita. Like I, you put the crushed ice in and you do the lemon and it's all like a, an icy slushy thing. With the, oh, it makes a really good margarita. I really, really appreciate that. But I only do it twice a year. Yeah. But I do it for my reasons and if, I'm, if it's not in those, you know, in those two special occasions that are, you know, that are just for me and someone's offered me a drink, then I'm just like, all right, do you want to know the real reason? Do you want the long reason or the short reason? The, the short reason is I just, you know, like it's, it's something I'm not, I'm not doing at the moment because of my health and, and whatever. And if they want the long reason, then they get the whole microbiome yep. talk. Yep. And it's just like you can see them edging towards the door and I've been there 40 minutes and I still talking. So I, or they drag someone else in and go, here, here, meet my friend Nicola. It's like, hi, we're talking about the microbiome and now you are too. So. If I get hassled, that's when I go into the long talk and I get quite passionate. But, yeah, um, yeah I generally try not to do that to people. Okay. <laughs> the other brilliant thing that I've also learned along yeah. the way is the bucket analogy. Yes. I'm thinking, I'm visualizing a little red bucket and you know that in that bucket it's only going to hold so much water yeah. and it's and, and or so much sand or so much of whatever you want to put in it, chocolate mousse, whatever. Oh, you're so, so funny. I was just thinking chocolate. You were thinking chocolate mousse? Oh, simpatico. We're sainties. So you know that that bucket can only hold so much and then it's going to pull down the sides and it's not going to be happy. It's not going to be good. But there are other things you can do to reduce the load in the bucket. So if you're cleaning up the chemicals that you're wearing, your deodorants, your, the things you're cleaning your house with, you know, going back to bicarbonate vinegar, um, reducing your stress. Mm. It's so easy to sit there, close your eyes and just take, you know, like a few deep breaths and, and practice some mindful breathing or some heart breathing and, and bring back that panic and stress that you've got going on in such a chaotic day. You can bring that down and bring down that load and, and you know, regulate, you know, sleep and, and start supporting the endocrine system, which is essentially every hormone in your body, you know, the hormones that make your heart pump, the hormones that make your muscles contract, you know, the hormones, that the, the menstruation and, and, you know, like everything. You mm. can start to honour yourself and and start to listen to those things and include, you know, spirituality and creativity in those things. And the more of those good things you put in, the more that water level in that bucket or that, you know, the mousse level, the chocolate mousse <laughs> level in the bucket, the more it reduces and that means you've got that you little bit of used, extra plate. You shouldn't have used mousse because we don't want that to reduce. Just use water. Okay, you'd be quite happy with a bucket overflowing of mist. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, so let's stick with water. But if you do all of those things and you start bringing in like every morning, Mark and I get up and we do some creative writing and that just sets the day and we do, well, I've got my own little personal mantras that I go through. So I'm still working through my own things. I've got a few, you know, still little mental blocks that I'm trying to undo. But the more I can be happy in the spirituality and, and creative side and either talk to God or nature or the universe and actually get out there and touch the ground and be a part of it, it just it seems to reduce that water level in the bucket. So then if you're at a social after work and you have a glass of wine, then you know it's not going to put you and explode the bucket and you're not going to end up in the, in the bathroom with diarrhea or, or any of those other lovely, charming things that then we go through you know, because we've done those health compromising activities or those things that undo our, our good work for good reason. 
it just gives us more play, I suppose, a little bit more flexibility in the arrangement. I find one of the most simple things for me is when I'm feeling really overwhelmed is just to get a cup of tea and go and sit outside in the sunshine and just sit. And oh, Good you know, girl. Just, and I've done that for years. Even if it's five minutes, I just find that really helps mm-hmm. me to, and, you know, get your feet in the grass and just look around, enjoy the. And another thing that I've found is I take my, like camera or phone or whatever and actually look for things that are beautiful around me to take photos of and play with the photos. I've always loved art and drawing and photography and everything and Mm -hmm. I find as a mum I I got too busy for that creative side of me. I got too busy for the when the kids were little for the drawing and the art and but once I started getting in you know a little bit old when the kids were a little bit older I started doing the photography again and I just found if you actually go out looking for something every day just in your backyard or your street or you're around your house and look for something that is you know looking through a camera viewfinder and find something beautiful it's amazing what you can find and I've had people comment oh but I I don't live in a beautiful place like you so I can't do that and I'm like wait a minute there's the most beautiful tiny flowers in the grass there's awesome clouds in the sky there's there's always something and um there is and and just to be humble and grateful for those those yeah, things that, and that, that yeah. definitely but something so simple i've found really brings my stress levels down and and i do yes. pray a lot as well and that helps and you know waking up with with prayer and things just really helps me interesting well it does and that that connection you've got to your spirit and mm. and that sort of thing you know like how much it does so much for your stress and mm. you can't digest food if you're in a stressed state you can't so straight, by just just <laughs> t- yeah just checking in with yourself and and doesn't matter what religion you are or whether you're atheist or what whatever your core belief comes from just the the fact you're taking time honouring yourself, honouring your beliefs and checking in does a world of goodness for your digestive system as well. So, you know, like it's just it's one of those twofold things and once you start addressing one area, another will benefit. You'll end up listening more and feeling more and, and that intuition, that, that will just start flowing back. So, And yeah. then you'll just, you know, like you'll be in charge of your own health and you'll be, you know, the one leading your little health community that's going on and you'll be able to give them the feedback. You'll be able to say, hey, this doesn't feel right or I don't like how I'm feeling on that. Let's try something else. I just think, especially for mums, if you're not having time to relax and get rid of that stress and overwhelming feeling, it's going to really impact on your kids and you'll find that the more you know, you really find that the more stressy you are, the more angry they are, and then it's all fighting and the kids are fighting and then you look at yourself and go, oh, wait, I'm the one that started this, I'm stressed. Yes, so totally. Just to, I've, you know, just to stop, let's go outside, let's go for a walk, let's have a picnic, yeah. let's read a book together. That, um, calm that things reset down. button. Yeah, and um, a picnic is a good one because, you know, the kids will help chop up the food, like, we used to always do like raw veggie sticks and make little meatballs mm-hmm. and, and just go and spread a blanket in the backyard and all sit out there together. Just little things like that. Yeah. That's that's all part of good health. It is. It is. Absolutely. I think, it's not just what goes in. It's not what you're eating. It's the, it's, it's the whole. It's everything. It is. And it's not just the following the naturopath's advice and the doctor's advice and all the other things, which it is that as well. But mm-hmm. it's just little things that you can do very simply um, Mm -hmm. to help your family and I think that's important as as a mum that's part of our role well I yeah totally do totally do and to take stock and being able to do those things and I just have to acknowledge you you are so amazing (laughs) with with this and just recognizing that these are the steps that I need to take and do Mm, you know like you really blessed in that in that in that place that's you that's a beautiful place because a lot of us don't have the time or don't have with everything else going on it doesn't even occur to us that that would be a contributing factor because yeah. we're behind the pump we've got the pressures on yeah. the loads on and just being able to take a step back and just have a breathe and and just go with it okay let's reset and then we'll go in a different direction i'm very impulsive and if i suddenly think right we need a break i'll just say everyone in the car they're going to the lake or, you know, we're just going to go for a swim at the waterfall or whatever. And it's just, I think 
the problem is in our lives we get so busy that we can't do that kind of thing mm-hmm. and we've got to make room in our lives for a bit of that spontaneous flexibility I think mm-hmm. that I think that's really important and it is a blessing to be able to homeschool because you can do that kind of thing yes yeah yes oh brilliant uh can we possibly mm-hmm. discuss that Okay, so everyone's on their own journey, everyone's running their own race and I really hope that everyone is is starting to see no matter where you are on your journey, it took so long for your body to break down and Mm. to be showing you these symptoms that it's going to take at least that long, you know, to, well, hopefully, hopefully not as, as long as that you've been living if you've had illness your entire life but it's going to take a long time to recover and none of these things is going to be a quick fix or, or an enabling you to, you know, jump leaps and bounds and, and move ahead. Even in my own self, it's, you know, like I've been doing this time mm-hmm. of this, this adventure for such a long time and there's still still the things that I'm tweaking along the way, the yeah, things that I'm working through. And you can't look at your neighbour and you can't measure yourself by your neighbour, even by a blog that you're reading or a book. Mm. Um, you know, you like can't see the whole story anyway. You can't. And you can't see what, what they've got going on behind the behind mm. the scenes. And, and you really have no idea. And, and for a lot of people, they don't share that either. No. And I they know. don't open up and they don't share the, don't share the, the bad mm. stuff and the hard days. And, and, no, of course you know, not. Like, no. No. So... You just run your own race, blinkers on, and you just take it. Days, day, days day it comes. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You can't heal overnight. Yeah. And I think that is a very good point about, like, even people look at me and say, oh, you're a super mum, you do all that. And I'm like, no, you, they have no idea, you know, that my kitchen's a mess, the, the washing's not done. You know, there's, there's always – we're just normal people. And, you know, the last year has been really hard for us, even though it looks like I might, you know, it might look like I've got it all together. You know, we've had major issues with Isaac's health and it's been so hard. It's been such a struggle, but you put on your brave face and you don't want to hassle everybody about all your troubles because it's no fun um, hearing someone whinge and complain all the time. So you just put a smile on and only tell your close friends, really. Yeah. So I think it's important to remember that, yeah, everybody's going through their own journey and recovery isn't instant and it isn't, like you said, it isn't overnight. It's something that you've got to work through and just be aware that other people are having troubles too and they're working through them as well. They just don't always tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe we need to put up, start putting up photos of, of what our houses actually oh, are like. I did I did post a video on Facebook the other oh, week. did you? Where I was talking and I moved the camera around and it showed my messy kitchen. I went, oh, and there's my messy kitchen. <laughs> I do that. Oh, good. I do that right. now and then. People, people yeah. should okay, know You've got to now. live your truth. You've that's got to live right. your truth, and that's, that's right. what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. It gets a bit crazy here at times. But that's, oh, when, yeah. I, that's when I drop everything and go outside, you see. so. <laughs> ah, see, it's like I've got to clean the kitchen. Nope, everyone in the car. Quick, let's go to the waterfall. Yes. We'll do my that husband, later. My husband was going off about it the other day to my dad, and he said, oh. it's like she – it's like she does this avoidance thing when she gets overwhelmed. And <laughs> my dad was laughing because he does the same thing in his way. He just go read, he goes and reads a book. <laughs> we all do it. Yeah, we all do. It's yeah. a coping mechanism. It is. You've got to have a break sometimes. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Room to breathe. Yes. And it's okay. It's fine. Well, that was, I hope that was helpful. Can you think of anything else we need to say? Uh, only that I need to go and talk to the Apple company and tell them how highly disgusted <laughs> I am that they have not got immunologists in series functions. It might be on there, but it, maybe it didn't understand me. <laughs> oh, I heard you twice. I'm pretty sure you were speaking English. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that your setting is for English on that phone. There should be no excuse. I've actually, my brother-in-law so. actually works for, for Apple. I can't wait to, I'm going to ring him up after this and say, excuse me. I, he works as a creative. He's on the floor training people. I don't know what he's going to do, but I'll I will pass it on to someone in charge. <laughs> that's right. Do that. Yeah. We we need Siri to be informed. Well, that's right. How are we supposed to learn otherwise? Well, that's right. Well, we've always got Dr. Google. <laughs> that's true. Thank goodness. And we've got uh, Samantha as well. That we have Samantha. I think we should get her on the next one, don't you? I do. She'll do. I it. do. Let's do that. Okay, let's. 
Okay. Right, guys, special treat next week. We've got Samantha. She doesn't know yet. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she can't say no. She can't. Because we've already announced it. It could be a long one next week because she, she might talk as much as we do and then we'll be in oh, trouble. I know. <laughs> I know. I just got on for a five-minute phone call and it just, oh, we got excited. Yeah. And there was a whole heap of other stuff that we wanted to discuss too. Yes, so I think, yeah, I think that'll be fun. Excellent. Well, thank you, Leah, for all your insights and that was interesting. So, yeah, I, think, oh, I hope it was interesting. It's a laugh. Yeah. It kept me entertained. Yeah, so that's amazing. I've got, I've got Gabriel sorting through my cutlery drawer. It's way oh. past his bedtime. Oops, so, better, so we better sign off so you can go get into bed. <laughs> so it's I probably, can go and be the cranky mummy. It's probably your, past your bedtime too, uh, down there yeah. in Sydney. Yeah, it is actually. <laughs> yeah, it's an hour later than me. I've got a bit of time yet. you got a little time. I can clean okay. up my kitchen. <laughs> okay well thank you Leah and thank you guys for listening that's all for today and we hope you enjoyed it and that you're finding these podcasts helpful and I will be posting the links to different things that we talked about I'll post a link to Samantha's page so you can go and check her out and you can obviously check out my blog quirkycooking.com.au and Leah's website is can you can you tell us what yours is sorry akesis a-k-e-s-i-s balance.com Okay, mm-hmm. so check out Leah's, and we've both got Facebook pages, so Leah's is Leah Follett, and mine is mm-hmm. Quirky Cooking. You can post your questions and comments on our Facebook pages. If you've got things that you want a bit more expanded on from the podcast, or if you've just got more questions, post them on there, or you can also go to the website, www.thewellnesscouch.com backslash a quirky journey, and we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already on iTunes and also check out thewellnesscouch.com where you can see the entire range of wellness podcasts available. There's lots. And they are good. So keep working on those changes and we'll be back to share more of our journey with you next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Leah. Bye, Leah. Not a problem. See you. Night-night. Okay, bye, everybody. Hi, it's Damien Christoph here. 2015 marks perhaps the most important event the Wellness Couch has ever conducted. We've had two sold-out wellness summits these last years, but honestly, nothing will come close to our first ever wellness breakthrough. Your favourite Wellness Couch experts, the Up For A Chat girls, Quirky Cooking's Joe Whitten, Stu Hayes, Marcus Pierce, and of course the Wellness Guys, are all gathering in Dandong Ranges for three days and two nights for one incredible event. If you want possibly the greatest peer group in health and wellness to help you catapult your life to the next level, then we'd love to see you at the Wellness Breakthrough in February. For more information, go to www.thewellnesscouch.com. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.